kingdom. The mystery of what? Healing in his kingdom. The mystery of healing in his kingdom. We have already looked at the difference between health and healing. They are two different words. They are not the same. You can be healed of a sickness or a disease and not be in health. We look at that. The woman with the issue of blood, she was healed. But then Jesus spoke to her and said, go into peace. He said, your faith has made thee whole. Your faith has made thee whole. That is, she was moved from the area of healing to divine health. Luke chapter 17. The ten leprous men that were cleansed. They were cleansed of leprosy. One came back to give thanks to Jesus. And Jesus told that man, your faith has made you well. Made you whole. That is, from now on. He has stepped into what? Health. Hallelujah. We look at that two words. They are not the same. And then we also look at last week. The mission of Jesus in Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The word oppressed that means denying someone the higher position or blessing they should enjoy. Deny someone what? A higher position or the blessing that they should enjoy. Praise the Lord. Now today I want to center one area of healing in this kingdom that Jesus came to do. That is the healing of your soul. Hallelujah. The healing of what? Your soul. Praise the Lord. There are many that are walking. They are, they are very normal. You look at them. It seems everything is together. But they are very sick in their soul. Their souls are very sick. And somebody said, but we are in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Yes, that is true. But the scripture also told us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that we should not be conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of the soul. Hallelujah. So the soul that cannot go through or does not go through renewal is a sick soul. Amen. Your soul is your mind. How many of you remember those teachings? Your soul is what? Your mind. Your soul is your natural life. Say with me, my soul is my natural life. Or say it again, my soul is my natural life. So people confuse the soul and the spirit. Your spirit is the life of God in you. Amen? For example, unbelievers are not born again. They don't have the life of God. But they have the natural life. That everyone came to this world with. Praise the Lord. So your soul is your natural life. Your spirit is the life of God in you. Praise the Lord. Now until your soul is in alignment with the word of God. Until your soul go through the process of transformation. It is in the category of the sick. It is in the category of what? The sick. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is in the category of what? The sick. Now, if you read the Bible carefully, you go through, especially the King James Version. Sometimes you see the King James Version, but you see the word soul, which is referring to the spirit. Which is referring to what? To the spirit. But most of the times, you will see the word soul, you see the word spirit. There are two different things. Your soul is your mind, your spirit is the ritual, the life of God that is in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Please pay attention. Pay attention. If there's any if there's any teaching, you need to pay attention. This is this this is this teaching you need to pay attention to. Because make no mistake. If you don't understand why you have to study the word of God, you have to meditate the word of God. If you don't understand why you have to bury your mind in the word of God, then I want you to listen carefully. Praise the Lord. Are you in Isaiah 53? Isaiah 53, verse 1 all the way to 5. <clears throat> Now, hold on, hold on a minute. Go to Mark chapter 2. Let me refresh your mind. Mark chapter 2. Then we'll come to Isaiah 53. Look at what Jesus said concerning his mission. Mark chapter 2 verse 17. When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician. But they that are sick. Hallelujah. But they that are what? Sick. So the, Jesus was giving us the, his mission. Jesus was giving us his primary duty here on earth. Lacking himself to a physician. Lacking us to the sick. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, do you remember that here he used the word whole, meaning health. Those who are in health, they have no need for a physician. But those who are sick, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you see, salvation in Christ Jesus is lacking to a man who is sick, who needs to be healed, and who needs to walk in health. Praise the Lord. That is what salvation in Christ Jesus is. And if you look at the word salvation in Christ Jesus, it includes healing. It includes what? Healing. It includes health. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. The word salvation means healing. It also means what? Health. Praise the Lord. So when Jesus came, the central mission of Jesus was to bring healing and health to mankind. It was to bring what? Healing and health. Praise the Lord. When Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What he was saying is that, he said, repent, change your mind now. 
It's time for your body, your souls to be healed and for you to walk in health. Hallelujah. Healing and health are the manifestations of the kingdom of God. They are the what? The manifestations of the kingdom of God. Please pay attention. Please pay attention. Because you can be a Christian and still be frustrated. Let's get this, let's get this straight forward. You can be a Christian and still be frustrated. You can be a Christian and still look like an unbeliever. You can be a Christian and not be able to walk in the reality of the word of God. And it is simple because the soul which has to go through transformation, which has to be healed and has to be in health, is not experiencing the healing power of Jesus. And that has to do with you subjecting your soul to the healing power of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So he said, those who are whole, those who are in health, they have no need of a physician, but those that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. So you see two things. Two things Jesus came to do. Jesus came to heal. Jesus came to provide health. Jesus came to save the sinner. So healing and health, let's categorize it into one. Then the sinner becoming righteous. So these are the two duties of Christ. Now we are saved. We are born again. We are no longer sinners. We are righteous. Hallelujah. Say, so I am no longer a sinner. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am made righteous by the Spirit of God in me. I am made righteous by the Spirit of Christ in me. I am made righteous by the Spirit of Christ in me. So you are no longer a sinner. That is established. Every Christian is aware of that. We are now righteous. We are made righteous. The next aspect or the first aspect that the church has almost forgotten is the aspect where Jesus said those that are in health they have no need for a physician. And you think what that statement was not referring to those of us that will be in Christ Jesus, it was referring to us. Are you getting it? It was referring to us. So now that we are saved, we need to walk in health. Now that we are saved, but the first part is done. Are you getting it? The first mission of Jesus, the first assignment of Jesus. Sinners to be made righteous is done. Hallelujah. It's done. We need to now focus on the second aspect, which is what? Health. Wholeness. Health. Wholeness. Health. Wholeness. And wholeness or health begins with the soul. Hallelujah. It begins what? With the soul. It begins with the soul. It begins with the transformation of the soul. It begins with the word of God. Having access to your soul. It begins with the word of God dominating your soul. The word of God controlling your soul. The word of God, you know, your soul being saturated with the word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let your amen be loud. Let your amen be loud. When Jesus heard it. Now listen carefully. Why did they make this statement? Why did they make this statement? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's start from verse 2. 
no, verse 5 of that Mark chapter 2. I'm going to read fast. We have a lot to cover. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Go. It's a son that sins be forgiven thee. Now, watch something carefully here. This man was a sinner. He wasn't born again. He was a what? He was a sinner. He was sick of paralysis. He was paralyzed. Then the first word Jesus said was, Your sins are forgiven thee. Watch. Pay attention carefully. Hallelujah. Said me, I will sleep. While the word of God is coming to me. Or say Lord, I will not sleep. I will not slumber as the word of God is coming to me. I will pay attention to the word of God. I have a hearing heart to hear accurately what God is saying to me. And as I am hearing, I'm receiving my healing. As I'm hearing, I am receiving my healing. As I'm hearing the word of God, my soul is being delivered. My soul is being healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He says, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Hallelujah. Say me, all my sins are forgiven me. Or say, Lord, and clear, all my sins are forgiven me. There's no sin that is charged to my account. Or say, Lord, and clear, there's no sin that is charged to my account. There is no sin that is charged to my account. All my sins are forgiven forever and ever to the glory and praise of my Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, let your amen be loud. Let your amen be loud. Let your amen be loud. This should get you excited. This should get you excited. Praise the Lord. All your sins are forgiven. To the praise and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 6. So wait, pay attention. When Jesus said, Your sins are forgiven you. See the religious men of our days. Or their days. The Pharisees. The Sadducees, the scribes, those who sat on the word of God, not wanting others to understand. These are the hypocrites. They are the sorcerers. The balance of our days. Look at what they said. <laughs> but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Reasoning in their hearts. What does this man that speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, I, I, I want you to pray that God will give you that perception to perceive things in your spirit. Place your hand upon your chest right now. Place your hand upon your chest. Place your hand upon your chest. Say to me, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I receive right now a heart to perceive whatever is going around me. To perceive the intention of evil men concerning my life and destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. From this day, I receive the anointing. I receive the grace to perceive every evil intentions of men and women 
around me, around my life, my family, my business, my finances, whatever concerns me. In Jesus' precious name. You need that grace. Amen? Because some of you have no understanding what is going on. Even your friends, you are laughing. You don't know what they are thinking about you. They look at that one, stupid, foolish. She can't mount anything. I'm telling the truth. You need that grace. You need to perceive the heart of men concerning your life. That will help you to know who to keep as a friend, who not to keep. One great woman of God, she wants to be with the Lord, Jane Austen. Very mightily used by God, a prophetess in America here. In her testimony, they were planning to go somewhere. A group of women, you know, women. <laughs> women. Amen? Women. And then, in the night, while she was sleeping, the other women planned how they were going to go do that thing without her. They were going to leave her out of it. But she saw everything so clearly. She perceived the heart of the other women. And then she laid it before them. This is what the Father planned to do. And the Lord told me, you need that, hallelujah. Amen. I said, you need, you need that. Many years ago, in the state of Maryland, I went to minister with some young, you know, ladies. They gave us some offering. And then when we came, it was too late for us to do it. I mean, around 3 a.m. In the night, I heard their conversation loud and clear. Every, every word that came out of their mouth, I heard it so clearly. I picked up the phone. I said, this and this and this and this is what both of you said. The other guest shot. Oh, look, God could have told you this. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are around me, be careful what you think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. Alright. So they said this in their heart and Jesus perceived it. Praise the Lord. Immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said to them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? What is it whether it is easier to say to the sick of the person that sins be forgiven thee or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk? So you see forgiving of sins, you see healing at the same time. Jesus said, I cross said to him, I cross said to this man, take up your bed and walk. I cross just bypass the first order. And push him into divine healing. But I said your sins be forgiven. That's the first order. That's the first order. But you see, I have seen people that got healed that never gave their life to Christ. It was after they have received their healing, they now made Jesus their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. That is allowed in the kingdom. That is allowed in the kingdom. It is allowed. Jesus can bypass that protocol. Bring healing to someone, someone's body. Then that person can turn around and give their life to Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
All right, let's, let's hurry up. Um, we have a lot to cover. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, now verse 10. That, but that he may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the person, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into the house. And immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We've never saw it in this fashion. We've never done what? We've never saw it in the, what God is going to do in this life. Is, there are healings that have taken place, miraculous healing, fantastic, extraordinary healing that have taken place. But in this last days, what God is going to do, the type of miraculous, miraculous healing that God is going to manifest, we've never seen such. Amen. I said we've never seen such. And that will usher in multitudes into the kingdom of Christ. Hallelujah. That will usher in what? Multitudes into the kingdom of Christ. He said, we've never saw it in this fashion. And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitudes resorted unto him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Arthur, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that Jesus sat at meat in the house, and many publicans and sinners sat together. Now, watch, publicans, these were the so-called righteous. They conferred upon themselves the righteous ones. Many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners. They said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drink with publicans and sinners? So, sorry, the publicans are a different group of people. The Pharisees are the self acclaimed righteous, the scribes. But here, he was eating with publicans and what? Sinners. So, we can categorize them as what? The same. They were all what? Sinners. So, Jesus was eating and drinking with them. Then the Pharisees. The one that proclaimed that they were righteous. How is it that he eaten republicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of physicians, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners unto repentance. The truth is that there was no righteous. There was no what? Righteous. So even the Pharisees, themselves were among the sinners Jesus called, came to call. But they made themselves righteous. They were not willing for the call of Jesus. They were not willing first to be called out of sin, second to receive the healing of their souls. So you, you look at verse 17, you have to take time to meditate on verse 17, Mark chapter 2 verse 17. You have to meditate on it carefully because you will understand the mission of Jesus you understand the core, the central mission of Jesus, that he came to call sinners to repentance, to make sinners righteous, the sick healed, the healed whole. That was his mission. And since Jesus, this man was sick, Jesus said, your sins be forgiven thee. The next step that will happen to this man is he will now move into the area of what? Health. 
that has to do with the wholeness of the soul. So as believers, Christ has forgiven us our sins. We are in the arena of healing. We need to now move to the next step, which is what? Wholeness, completeness, soundness. Praise the Lord. Wholeness, completeness, and what? Soundness. Soundness. The healing that is in Christ Jesus is not just bodily healing. The healing that is in Christ Jesus is also the soulish healing. Mental healing. Praise the Lord. But it seems the church has focused so much on bodily healing, we have neglected the soulish healing. So that is why so many Christians, their behaviors, their mannerisms, their characters have been altered and affected. Because the souls are not healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you remember Psalm 124? Remember, we used to pray that prayer point, I think verse 6. It said, my soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Your soul, which is your mind, is constantly being trapped by demonic forces. It's constantly being bombarded by the powers of darkness to create wounds in, those soul, in your soul. Those are the openings that they need to hold you. That's why the scripture says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that are what? So somebody will say, But these people are demon possessed. They just need the devils to be cast. It's not only casting out devils out of people. When demons are gone, their souls need to be healed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus say that when demons are cast out, they go around looking for a place to rest? If they don't find it, they go back to what? The, or their former place. And if there's a way for them, they enter back and the state of that person is worse than the former. Hallelujah. May the healing power of Jesus touch you right now. I said, may the healing power of Jesus touch you right now. May your soul experience the healing power of Jesus Christ. I decree the healing power of Jesus Christ upon your souls. And most Christians will pretend we are under grace. Everything is new. Make no mistake about that. The just shall live by his faith. If the mind is not under the dominion of God's word, then you are going to suffer some things. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. So, you see Jesus stating, those that are in health or those that are whole need not a physician, but those that are sick. Then secondly, I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners unto repentance. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 53. Now watch here. Watch the mission of Jesus, how Isaiah described it, what the process Jesus was going to go through. Hallelujah. He says, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Now, Jesus as a tender plant. How many of you have seen a tender plant? 
What is a tender plant? Have you ever seen a tender plant? A plant that is yet young. Eh? That plant, the slightest pressure on it, it will break. You can you can cut the leaves. You I mean, you can do anything to it. It's what there's no it has not gotten enough root. It's tender. It's tender. The leaves are soft. The 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 trunk, the moss, the roots are all soft. Praise the Lord. All right, keep that in mind. I'll, I'll be telling you something that will help you. Praise the Lord. He has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. There is no beauty that we should what we should desire him. Remember, there was one time I told you that no human being has been disfigured like that of Christ. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men. Now, you see the word despised and rejected? They are all forms of sicknesses and diseases. Rejection is a form of sickness. Rejection is a what? Let me tell you, even babies, eh? when a woman is pregnant and there's no understanding between the husband and the wife, and they argue about that pregnancy. And either the man or the wife begins to harbor some animosity. It affects that child from the womb. It does what? It affects the child. It affects the soul of the child from the womb. Instantly, the spirit of rejection begins to work in that child. So, 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 so when we are talking about sickness, it's not just bodily pains. So I mean, sickness is not just bodily pains. It is also mental pains. It also what? Mental pains. So there are so many, even before they were born, they were already despised, already rejected. So their souls became sick. So you see this man growing up always facing rejection. Wherever they go, they are always being rejected. Hallelujah. Are you ready to hear more? Are you ready to hear more? I'm, I'm, this is just a, an example I'm giving you. There are so many ways this rejection and this thing can work in a man's life. There are so many ways. Now, you can be grown as a teenager or a young you know, teenager and you so much desire to be in a particular company <laughs> and then they don't want you in that company. If you are not, if you don't have parents who are rooted in the word of God to guide you, that sickness of rejection will be planted in your soul. It can affect your behavior as a teenager. You can grow up as a man still sick of rejection, still sick of being despised. This is a long series. I'm not going to rush. Amen. It's a long one. It's a long series. Long series. I'm not going to rush. Why did Jesus? This is the mission of Jesus. This is look, look, look. 
You know the day they arrested Jesus, huh? this process that I'm reading started. He was tender. Then let me come to tenderness. Let me come to tenderness. Was there resistance when they came to arrest Jesus? No. He just stood there and they arrested him. No struggle with any man. There was no physical struggle. Peter tried it. He rebuked Peter. Peter cut off the ears of that man. He put it back and rebuked Peter. Tenderness. He said, why are you coming to arrest me as a criminal? As if I'm a criminal. He said, I've always been with you, ministering in your synagogues. You never lay hands on me. But because my time is up, because my time is what? My time is up. The day they came to arrest Jesus, he became tender. He became what? Tender. He became tender. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that he rose up as a lion? He rose up not tenderness as a lion. Hallelujah. Place your hand upon your head right now. Every one of you. Place your hand upon your head in the name of Jesus. Place your hand upon your head. You could place your hand upon your head. Thank you, Jesus. Place your hand upon your head. By the anointing of the Spirit of Christ, by the authority of God's word, every seed of rejection, every seed of being despised that the enemy planted in anyone here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I command that seed destroyed in Jesus name let the fire of God consume that seed right now in the name of Jesus Christ Jesus was despised Jesus was rejected whatever the enemy planted the seed of rejection, the seed of being despised is rooted out of your life right now. You are healed of rejection in Jesus' name. You are healed of rejection in Jesus' name. You are healed of being despised in the name of Jesus Christ. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is a sickness. This is a disease. Amen. It's a sickness and it's a what? It's a disease. So we have to redefine what a sickness is. We have to redefine what a disease is. Medical doctors are limited. They are only limited to what they can see in your body. They, are, they, don't, they have no access to the soul. They cannot diagnose the soul. The soul has to be diagnosed by the men and women of God. Hallelujah. Rejection is a sickness. Being despised is a sickness. Rejection is a disease. Being despised is a disease. And that is the reason why many are poor in the church. Are you hearing me? That's the reason why many are poor in the church. The sickness of rejection, the sickness of 
being despised. But in the name of Jesus Christ, you are healed of that sickness in Jesus' name. You are healed of that sickness in Jesus' name. You are healed of that sickness in Jesus' name. You are healed of that disease in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me show you another sickness. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. If you read other translations, the word sorrows and grief is translated sicknesses, diseases. Diseases. So in our modern world, what they are doing now is therapy. When someone is sick in the soul, go for therapy. Therapists have no access to your soul. You are wasting time. Go to a psychiatric or a psychologist. <laughs> they will tell you stories. They have no access to your soul. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can bring healing to your soul. The way sorrows here, grief, is their sicknesses. This, I took time to research them yesterday. I never knew that every aspect of the death of Jesus was a sickness and a disease. Every aspect of the, the time they arrested Jesus to the time he said he gave up the ghost. Every process, whatever happened to Jesus was a form of sickness, was a form of disease that humanity has been suffering. Are you hearing me? Whatever happened to Jesus, since the time they arrested him, to the time he gave up the coast, were various sicknesses and diseases affecting humanity. That's why he said, I do not come for those who are whole, I came for those who are sick. And the reality is that no one was whole. Every man was sick. No one was righteous. Every man is sinner. We have limited healing to body. If you don't feel anything in your body, then you're okay. No. Make, make, make no mistake. You need to subject your soul into the word. That is why if you hate the word of God, you can't be free from certain things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, the day Adam and Eve ate that fruit. You see the word, the Lord told them, the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. Is that not it? But when they ate the fruit, do you know that their eyes opened? Their spirit died. But their eyes opened. You know that? The eyes that refers to the soul. Amen. That part of Adam and Eve ought not to have been opened. So sin opened it. Sin brought in the sicknesses and diseases of the soul. Sin brought what? Sin brought in the sicknesses and diseases of the soul. 
So now that you are in Christ Jesus, you have experienced bodily healing. You need to experience soulish healing too. And that is a process. That is a what? That is a process. Watch here. Let me give you one scripture here. Somebody asked this in one of my videos that I posted. He said, I asked a question, is your soul sick or healthy? I remember that prophetic statement. I said, this is prophetic. A sick soul cannot fulfill his destiny in Christ. The person said, I'm confused. I thought Jesus came to make amends. Yes, Jesus came to make amends. But not when you refuse to allow him to mend your soul. And what most Christians are doing, they are just saying with their, their mouth, Jesus came to take everything away. Jesus came to take... But they, they, what they are saying is not reflecting. It's not reflecting. So go with me to James. James Gospel. Look at what James said concerning the soul. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you still here or are you going to Walmart? <laughs> Praise the Lord. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And James was writing to the believers. He wasn't talking to unbelievers. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Okay, fine. Are we not Christians? Are we not saved already? Why is James still saying that the word of God, the planted word of God is able to save our souls? He's not referring, the soul here is not referring to your spirit. Your spirit is saved. The soul here is referring to your mind. Hallelujah. It's referring to what? To your mind. And only the planted word of God can heal your mind. That is the word that you have allowed to be planted in your mind. That word can bring healing to your mind. The word savior, the word savior, is the same word salvation. It means healing, it means health. Hallelujah. It means healing and it means what? Health. So your mind can go through healing until you move into the realm of what? Health. Praise the Lord. Verse 21, James 1 21. James 1 21. Hallelujah. Let, let, watch it. Let, let me read it again. I wish I would have read it in this morning translation, but that's okay. It says, Wherefore lay apart all fitness. Who, who is he talking to? Is it not believers? What are the fitness he's talking about? The fitness of the soul. The fitness of what? The soul. Listening to ungodly music. I, I mean, songs that demons came into the studio to record their voice in. And a believer is listening to it dancing. Songs that are, that are dehumanizing men and women. And you are listening to those songs dancing. You, your, your soul is sick. Your soul is what? Sick. Go and watch the lyrics of these songs that you are listening to. 
Which one of them is glorifying God? Sound was made into these songs in order to bring affliction to the soul. In order to cause the soul to be sick. So James said, lay apart. Put aside all filthiness. All what? Filthiness. And super of naughtiness. And receive with meekness. Please read, read it from Amplified Classic. If you have Amplified or Amplified Classic, read it for me. Hallelujah. And receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Then verse 22. But be ye doers of the word. Be ye what? Doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own self. So a Christian who is not planting God's word in his mind is deceiving his own self or her own self. Amen. A Christian who is not what? Who is not planting the word of God in his mind on a daily basis in his soul on a daily basis cannot experience the healing that, the healing and the health that is in Christ Jesus. That's the truth. Even though Christ has finished all the work, Christ has done everything. Hallelujah. The word has to be planted in your soul. Have we found it? Read it. Please give, a, give him the mic. James chapter 1 verse 21. This is the Amplified Classic. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble gentle modest spirit receive and welcome the word which is implanted and rooted in your heart which contains the power to save your souls did you see that which contains the power to save your souls the power to bring healing to your souls and everything jesus experienced the day he was arrested to the time he said it is finished. All the process that Jesus went through, all the processes, it was all healing. It was all what? Healing. It was all healing. It was all healing. Please make no mistake. It was all healing. It was all healing. It was all healing. Hallelujah. It was all healing. And to maintain this healing, he said, be it to us of the word. So continue to plant the word in your soul. Continue to plant the word in your mind. And your mind will experience the healing power of Jesus. Go back to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Surely he has bore our griefs, a disease, a sickness, carried our sorrow, a disease, a sickness. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You see the word wound? That is in the soul. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
the chastisements of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes. Now, King James used the word stripes. Other translations use the word wounds. So everything Jesus experienced. Now, the rejection was a wound. The despising was a wound. The sorrows was a wound. The grief was a wound. The sorrows was a wound. They were all wounds. They were all what? Wounds. So, other translations summarize it. It said, by his wounds, we were healed. But you see that sorrow has nothing to do with your physical body. Sorrow has to do with your soul. Grief has nothing to do with your physical body. It has to do with your soul. Rejection has to do with your soul. Despising has to do with your soul. That's why your soul must be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 17. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17. I mean, you should be able to call Matthew 8, 17. Is that not it? Is this 17 and 18? Thank you, Jesus. So this was summarized. The word of God was summarized here for us. And I want you to pay attention as we run up. Matthew 8. I'm going to read verse 15 going. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lay and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word. He cast out the spirit with what? With his word. And healed all that were sick. So you will see casting of devils and healing going hand in hand. Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. That is Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. That is Isaiah what? 53. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying he himself took our infirmities. Now here you will notice that sorrow, grief, despising, rejection, everything has been summarized into one word called infirmities. Here, the right of might you did not list it out like the way Isaiah did it. Go back to Isaiah 53. You see, he was what? Despised. That is a sickness. Rejected a sickness, sorrow a sickness, grief a sickness, grief a sickness, sorrow a sickness. So Matthew summarized all of these words into one. Infirmities. Infirmities. He himself took our infirmities. He took your grief, which is the disease of the soul. He took your sorrows. 
which is the disease of the soul. He took your rejection, which is the disease of the soul. He took all the pains, everything that will ever weaken your soul, everything that will ever make your soul weak. Jesus took it upon himself. And that's what the scripture says. By his wounds, ye were healed. Hallelujah. By his wounds, you were what? Healed. And I like it the way Peter put it. First Peter, I think one. Let's go to First Peter. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. By his wounds, you are healed. I said, by his wounds, you are healed. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. You are healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Peter, instead of using the word, he said he himself took our sins on the tree. On the what? On the tree. Now, because we don't have time, I will, never, I, will, I will be able to go deep. But I will leave it here and we will go. So let me summarize it this way. Peter used the word a tree, that Jesus was hung on the tree. That represents a curse. Curses. That represents what? Curses. Meaning that curses are diseases of the soul. If a man is under a curse, it's a disease, it's a sickness in the soul. It's under the law. A man who was crucified, a man who died on the cross, a man who was put on the tree, who was crucified on the tree, was a curse of God. We are told Galatians 3.13 that Jesus took all our curses upon himself. So curses are sicknesses of the soul. Amen? So no matter how a Christian will spend time breaking generational curses, um, if the soul doesn't go through, if the implanted word is not in the soul, you might end up just fighting shadows. You might end up cutting the leaves, the branches, leaving the root intact. Are you hearing me? What are curses? They are the diseases of the soul. Is that not it? Curses are the diseases of the soul. They are the diseases of the soul. Thank you, Jesus. They are the diseases of the soul. Let, any, let no man deceive you. First Peter chapter 4, verse 1. 
For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Christ suffered what? In the flesh for us. He suffered in the flesh. Now in the flesh could be two things. It could be the flesh, which is the flesh that we are dealing with. It could be the flesh, the natural life we are dealing with, whichever way you want to look at it. But Christ suffered in the flesh. Meaning Christ suffered in the soulish realm. He did what? He suffered in the soulish realm. So that you will be free from sin. So that you will be free from sicknesses. So that you will be free from diseases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He suffered physically for you. His death was not only physical, spiritual, it was also physical. How many of you remember the crown of thorns on his head? Praise the Lord. Where do men grieve? Is it in their body? Grieving, rejection, sorrows, pains, wounds, it is all in the soul. It is all in the soul. Hallelujah. We will stop here and continue next week. You rise to your feet with me. You rise to your feet with me. Lift up your voice. And receive the healing of your soul. Receive the healing of your soul. It is part of the gospel of Christ Jesus. The healing of your soul. Every rejection. Every sorrow. Sickness. Diseases. Every shame and despising. Receive the healing of your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. I decree healing right now. I decree healing for everyone. Under the sound of my voice. Healing for all our listeners across the globe. Healing in the name of Jesus. The healing power of Jesus is available right now. The healing power of Jesus is touching you right now. The healing power of Jesus is touching you right now. The healing power of Jesus is touching you right now. Receive your healing. 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 Your soul is healed in Jesus' name. Your mind is healed in Jesus' name. Your body is healed in Jesus' name. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Every seed of rejection in your soul, that seed is destroyed in Jesus' name. And your soul is healed in Jesus' name. Every sorrow created in your soul Every seed of sorrow, every seed of being despised that was created in your soul, I decree healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. By his wounds, you are healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Place your hand upon your hands right now and begin to declare by his wounds, 
my soul is healed. By his wounds, my soul is healed. By his wounds, my soul is healed. By his wounds, begin to prophesy right now. Prophesy for your life. Prophesy for your souls. By his wounds, your soul is healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open your mouth and say it boldly. Open your mouth and say it boldly. Say it boldly. Say it boldly. Say it boldly. By his wounds, my soul is healed. Is healed of sorrows, is healed of every sickness, every disease. My soul is healed of poverty, healed of lack and want. In the name of Jesus Christ, lift up your voice. Receive it, receive it right now by his wounds. Your soul is healed. Whatever you are struggling to do, whatever you couldn't do, begin to do it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive healing in your body. If there is any pain in your body, I command that pain to live in Jesus' name. I command that pain to go in Jesus' name. From the crown of your head to the source of your feet, any pain in your body, I command that pain to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. That pain is gone in Jesus' name. You are healed in Jesus' name. You are free in Jesus' name. Be loose in Jesus' name. From every sickness, from every disease, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is your season of health. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Please bring the communion as we partake of the Lord's table. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We are going to partake of the blood and the flesh. 